0: Welcome to a Practical Idealist podcast, aligning what is good with what is possible. I'm your host, Allison Bueller, and the focus on this show is real change for better health, home, and community. <laughs> I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. While I fully realize that systems of classism and racism create boundaries and barriers for millions of people, I'm convinced that sometimes the most damaging hurdles are often in our own minds. There's a constant tape that plays in the background for most of us, including myself, and it isn't very helpful. Once we become aware of that, we can start to shift that conversation. Today's guest is a pro at reframing mindset to get results. And she's going to share her powerful set of skills with us today. A practical idealist has big news this morning. For the past five years, we've been raising funds through our nonprofit in November for our Holiday Helping Hands campaign. We've raised $96,000 in five years. This money goes into local projects that have big impact on housing, housing, workforce development, or education. This year, we are making it so much easier to raise funds quickly for local projects that impact change. We just started a chapter of the 100 Women Who Care Starkville. It's a simple concept that we borrowed from our neighbors over in Columbus. 100 women give $100 each year and meet for one hour to vote on which local project to give the money to. That's $10,000 into local projects quickly, with no meetings, no silent auctions, nothing. And we want you to join us. You can find out more on the website at www.apracticalidealist.com. And if that's not your thing, please check out our recommendation page on the website where a percentage of each eco-friendly purchase goes to the projects as well. I've done the homework for you and know that you will love some of the clean green switches that I found for you for the holidays. Go to www.apracticalidealist.com. And now on with the show. I met Tyra Rowell at a writer's retreat we hosted at the Homestead, but I've followed her ever since because she's a pretty amazing woman. I listened to her podcasts and her vlogs. She's a force of positivity in conjunction with her five, I believe, children and a stepdaughter and a husband who supports her every dream. In the middle of a lockdown, when everything you saw or heard on the news and social media was pretty negative, I specifically remember Tyra posting. How many of you have improved or maintained your financial status during lockdown? Then about 100 people shared emojis, amens, and thank you Jesuses. That's just one example of how Tyra shifts your attention from what's missing in life to what's right in front of us. And I can't wait to hear more. Welcome Tyra.
1: Thank you. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm so glad to talk to you. You are one of the most amazing women. I just watch you and oh, I can do this with three kids. You do it (laughs) with five and a stepdaughter (laughs) and they're all virtual schooling this year and I don't know how you do it all, but I'm so glad you're with us today. I want to start by um, having you tell us just a little bit about your Self and your background and what you do and how you got into writing and blogging and coaching.
1: Well, I am um, a woman of many gifts. I, I guess I could say that. Um, you know, you I, can say that. Uh, I teach and I counsel and I create and I. Um, you know, I'm also a writer as well, and and. You no, know, I just, I, I believe I got these many gifts because I do get kind of bored easily. So <laughs> I find myself <laughs> doing something and then I do something else. But um, but I really didn't realize that I really didn't have these, that I had these many gifts until I was older, you know. Um, I, I'd say probably within the last five years. Uh, but as, as a young child, I, I have always, been a writer. Um, I wrote plays. I wrote skits. Um, I participate in, in writing programs for my church when I was younger. So I have always been a writer. But I do, But I also had a dream of writing books as I got older. Um, so that has been something that I have always done. As far as blogging and doing other things, like coaching and counseling, and um, I pretty much got into that after I went to Mississippi State Involved in a counseling program, and it was the best one of the best things that ever happened to me uh, because I was dealing with issues of, of my own, and um, the program really pushed me through the, through them all, and not only just through it, but as well as heal myself um, through the counseling program. So that's why I do a lot of uh, counseling and coaching other people as well. You know, I'm, I'm just excited about where I am today because uh, it used to be a time where I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> I would just um, be, you know, I guess I could say be up in my little box uh, because I am an introvert, but I do have the capability of being an extrovert when I need to be. But other than that, I'm right here in my box. Uh, feeling, you know, great, and then I come out when I feel like it. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I can handle that now, but it used to be a part where I just didn't do anything because I just felt like I wasn't good enough to do it. But I'm, you know, I'm feeling good today. <laughs> well, that really resonates
0: with me because people think because I do a podcast, um, you know that I'm some big extrovert, or I blog, or I put things online. It's really not ever easy for me. I just make a deal with myself that says, "Okay, if I'm sharing something that can help somebody, I'm going to get over it and do it." Mm-hmm. So that's that resonates a lot with me. That you say, really, you'd prefer to be in your box, but since you have something valuable to share, you you push yourself out there, and nobody would ever guess, Tyra, that you are an introvert. I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, that's true when we have to get out the box we'll do it and thank god that we do get out the box because some people continue to stay in the box and they know they need to get out they know they know these things and they they can feel it they can see it they dream about it but they won't do it
0: <laughs> yeah i think uh, yeah and that's where i was talking about in the introduction our minds are kind of our enemy uh, on, exactly. on that. And so we're going to talk today about how do we change that voice in our head? How do we overcome those fears and and those self-imposed restrictions? There are a lot of reality imposed restrictions. I mean, restrictions, you know, if you don't have if you're making eight dollars an hour, you cannot make it in life. I'm sorry. You're going to have to do something else. Um, But but a lot of those restrictions we kind of impose on ourselves, like, well, I can't. I'm not good enough. And I want to talk about that today. So I've watched several of your shows and you are big on reframing reality or at least the mindset about that reality. Can you tell us when you're talking about a poverty mindset, you're not just talking about money. Why is that important?
1: Yeah. When you do hear that word, people be thinking, you just talking about money. <laughs> I'm not talking about money. Um, but poverty mindset, it, it's basically a good word to use over uh, every aspect of your life when you think about poverty mindset. And the definition that I, well, I believe that the Lord had given me as far as a definition of poverty mindset, it is, um, it is saying that I might as well starve because nothing good is going to come out of the things I do. Mm-hmm. And when, and when, when uh, you know, the Lord dropped in my spirit, I was like, wow, that's so visual because I can you can literally starve yourself with, with food, you know, by not eating. And, and you're doing it for whatever reason that there may be that you're choosing to starve. But a person that decide to starve because they don't believe that anything good can come out of the thing they do, they literally can do that in all aspects of their lives. That They can do that through starving financially, um, starving in the home, I mean, starving affection and um, intimacy and connection and all those good things with your family members and within your home and even on your job. You're starving with, with your purpose and not feeling like you're fulfilling your purpose and uh, you don't even connect with people because you're starving yourself. And, and you're choosing to do it because you really do believe. That nothing good is going to come out of the things that you decide to do. But it's a lie. It's all, I mean, it's all a lie. <laughs> I mean, that's something that I had to learn, like, wait a minute, this is so false. It's not even my real reality. Uh, this is something that I may have grown up believing. I'm, somebody may have said something to me or a family member may have done something to me that made me believe this um, that nothing good is going to come out of things that i do so now i'm a, an adult i'm grown and i'm walking around with this toxic false belief that whatever i do nothing good is going to come out of it so i end up starving myself and while, and while you're starving yourself you are living a life that you're not even pleased with you're not even satisfied you're not even content because you know you we, we we pretty much living in a world where we're never satisfied but you should at least be content so you just walk around here in the motion because you really are starving yourself and when you starve yourself from food what happens to your body you lose all the fat you leave you lose all the good stuff that you supposed to have in your body so that you can Function in this world is the same way with your life. You just walk around here losing all the good stuff about yourself day by day. Slowly but surely, you become someone else that you don't even desire to be. And so you have this poverty mindset where where your whole life, every aspect of your life is basically starving. And um, that's a, you know, that's a mentality. That's, that's exactly what it is. I, I'm a false believer, I tell people, don't believe things that are not true about yourself.
0: That is so powerful because love is that, two things we're not even aware that we have these beliefs a lot of times or that we're, we're just acting. We, just, we think we're just acting uh, in response to what's happening to us around us. We don't realize that a lot of times we're acting based on what our own mind is telling us. It really doesn't have as much to do with outside as what's inside. And so how do you recognize that? How do you begin to recognize what your own false belief is and what your own mind is telling
1: you? There has to be. Someone to tell you. There has to be someone to show you. So it either gonna be someone to tell you or it's gonna be someone to show you. But how can you see it from someone else if you don't if you don't even hang around those type of people? Or how can you know what's inside of you if you don't hang around people to tell you? Because what we find ourselves doing is hanging around the same like minded type people. If I'm hanging around mm. somebody that's starving, guess what? We both are going to starve together. <laughs> We're not going to eat. We're not going to um, produce. We're not going to be productive. We're not going to do anything. We are not. And we have a desire to do it, but the blind can't leave the blind. I mean, I don't care what anyone say. You have to be careful about your circle and who you're connected to. If you, if you want to change anything in your life, you have to connect with someone different than you. Or you can connect with someone that you desire to be. Just like me, I desire, I desire to be a bestseller author. Okay, what do I need to do? And, and what did I do? I connected myself with other best-selling authors because I wanted mm-hmm. to see something different. I wanted to be something different. And I want to hear something different too because I may have my own thoughts of how a best author may look like or what they may do, the things that they do as far as their writing career. But how will I know that what I think is true or not? How, would, how do I know what I think is beneficial for me? I won't know until I hang around other best-selling authors. So when I hang around other people, my eyes started opening up. And I was like, oh, I, I never thought of that. Wow, that is good. You know, you write down notes. <laughs> Just like I came to your writing retreat, um, Allison. i write down notes because I heard something different. I also saw something different. And so I changed differently. I I changed my mentality. It it was different when I left because I opened myself up to receive what I know I needed to receive. And when I left, I implemented those things that y'all had told us to do. So you have to, like, put yourself out there. And a lot of people don't want to, but you have to because if if you are not aware of something that's inside of you, somebody is going to tell you. And it may be a stranger. It may be somebody that you don't know. Uh, if it is somebody that you don't know, you need to make sure you stay connected to that person because they will help you tap into what it is that you are not aware of. That's why when I meet new people and I see something in them that they may not be aware of, I go ahead and tell them. And sometimes it's don't be a nice thing, you know, all the time it should be something that they need to be held accountable for but how, how are you going to change if i be scared to tell you something or i be uh afraid to be honest with you about yourself I like this this you'll be a you know this is some areas that you need to improve and then this is some areas that you need to tap into that you need to bring out because you are not aware of those things but a lot of people are not aware of but i truly believe you. That's just me. This is my opinion. I truly believe there'll be somebody that's going to tell you about yourself, that's going to say something to you, that's going to resonate with you, and you'll be like, wow, I never heard that before. Nobody has ever said this to me before.
0: Yeah, if you're open to listen. But I think there's something incredible about that. It must have taken a lot of courage for you Mm -hmm. to come to a white woman's writing retreat out in the country. I mean, how do you get that courage? I do it on the other way. I go to the King Center in a neighborhood that's not mine, where I'm the only white person. And I really feel like that's the only way we learn about other people, and like you say, even about ourselves, is to go into uncomfortable spots. How do we get the courage to do that?
1: Oh, yeah. You do have to get the courage to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that And that comes with fear, you know, you thinking... Um, well, why should I? Because if you, if you, if you, if you have a courage problem, the best thing to do is, is to take out your pen and paper and write down why. Why should you go? I mean, well, not why should you go, but why do you need to go? Why do you need to go to uncomfortable, uncomfortable places or meet people that are not like you? Then you're gonna write down why you need to. And then, on the other side, you are probably say, what is keeping me from going? What is, because it is going to be fear. Well, I'm, I might have a fear of rejection. They may not accept me. Or I have a fear of the unknown. I don't know what to expect. Or you have a fear of, oh, it could be great. It's success. It could be great, but what if it be so great, it overwhelms me. So, those are the three, the three I think the three top, reason why people don't do things is because of fear of rejection, success, and failure. But if I am aware of those things, then I can talk myself out of it. Okay, so they may not accept me, but there, there will be. If only one person could accept me, I would be. It, it's cool. It's okay. I can reframe my mindset where I will. Where I can overcome the fear of rejection because somebody is going to. Um, come to you, acknowledge you, or something to that effect. But even if they don't, how can I get the courage to go approach them? How can I get the courage to go and say, hi, how you doing? You know, because even if you don't know what to say, the least you can do is say hi, you know, just to be in those uncomfortable situations. But the, the um the part is, about it, is just recognizing what is keeping you from going, what is keeping you from doing, and then you started working on those type of issues. Why do I have this fear of rejection? Or, uh what is it about the unknown that is keeping me from going? Because even if you don't know what's going to happen, how are you going to know that, it's, that it would be a good or a bad experience unless you go? Coming to your, uh, your writer's retreat, I didn't know what to expect. I was like... Ooh, the unknown was just driving me crazy. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go because I need to go. So my reasons of why I needed to go it outweighed my fear of the unknown.
0: Yeah, that is. I I mean, I really admire that, and I just think that that's where change and growth happens. Is it when we're kind of on the edge of comfort? So if you're in a comfortable little bubble, you're probably not growing and learning and changing. And can you tell us a little bit about, through your work with coaching other people in this, what about shifting your train of thought, like you say, you know, t- looking at the things that are stopping you and shifting that train of thought, how does that impact your health and your home and your larger community? What what kind of success stories have you seen or instances have you seen about when people really change that train of thought?
1: This is what I, I, I tell people, and I also keep this in the back of my head. That In order to shift your, your train of thought um, so that you can have a, a greater impact on uh, your health, your home, your life, your career, your community, you have to first begin with a, a conscious decision that hey, I'm going to do this. Instead of saying, um, I, I am afraid, of, or or even just saying flat out no. <laughs> we love to say no. But instead of saying those things, just start off by saying, I am going, or you can say, I will. I will do this, or I will complete um, my book this year. I will go to school and get my degree, or I will uh, develop a project for the community or I will give X amount of dollars to this nonprofit before um, 2021. When you you, um, start off training your thoughts you do have to start off with a decision that is making a decision, a very conscious one and when I say conscious that means it's written down on paper (laughs) because sometimes we can we can, we can think of all kinds of stuff and then we're being forgotten. So make sure you write it down on paper, what your that great decision that you're going to do, and do it consistently. And that's the problem that we have today, is people will say what they're going to do, but they don't do it, they don't execute. So you have to stay consistent with your execution, which means you got to make the baby steps on what you're going to do. So if you say you're going to college or you're going to make um, of dollars, then make the baby steps. You don't have to have everything all together at once because a lot of people think we got to have it all together. we got going to have the ducks in the row, but that's not true. You just need to start. <laughs> you need to be implementing something. So if I say I'm going to uh, write a book, the first step would be that I need to find or seek someone that I can uh, connect to so that I can begin the journey of writing a book. Once I connect myself with somebody that I don't know or somebody that you do know, but make sure you have the right person that you do know because sometimes we're going to need a validation for the decision that we made and we are—we have to have that because we are people, we we are human, we want validation. And, and what I mean by validation is, is that you want um, to know if you are on the right path or not. That's what I mean. I don't mean like validation where you have to have approval because we seek approval from the wrong people sometimes we'll go to the wrong people and be like turning my dreams and our goals and decisions that we're making and then they'll say the wrong thing that to trigger you or tick you off and you just and then all of a sudden you back to square one you back to your box now you in the box now <laughs> and then you put the top over your head and cover yourself so you have to be very very careful of who you go and seek validation, or who you go and seek mentorship from, or who you try to just get insight from to see if you are on the right path. But a lot of people are not capable of giving us that, and they may be starving themselves. So you can't get what you need from a person who is starving already. You have to go to the right people, and if you don't know anyone, ask somebody. Get on Facebook and say, I need a recommendation, inbox them. And say, Look, I don't need a whole lot from you. I just I just need a connection. I need a network. I need some assistant uh, assistance in this, S, Y, and Z. And that's it. And if if they say no, it's okay. You got some you still have other options. You still have some other people that you can inbox. Somebody everybody's not gonna say yes. But the but all it takes is one person. That's all it takes. Is one person, and if you have that one person that is giving you uh, the tools that you need, stick with it. Have the courage, stay consistent in your execution, and keep it moving. We are <clears throat> a child anyway. We just a child that growed up. So we can take that same tool and say, "I know I can. I know I can because I've done this before. I know I can because I've been through this." I know I can because I have the tools and the resources. I know I can because I have God in my life. So I need to keep it moving. Just keep doing the things that I know that is in me to do, and then you, and then you will see how your life is your uh, your life is changing. Your finances, your uh, community, you know the commitments that you make to people. You find yourself completing them, you know, because your your perspective has changed. You're no longer thinking the way you used to. And what you're doing is you, you start feeding yourself. You start feeding the, yourself the things that you know that you need to be eating on. And as you eating them, you're getting full. And while you getting full, guess what? It overflows to other people. And when it overflows to other people, they're going to do the same. So, you, so you're not just liberating yourself, you're liberating other people right along with you.
0: Tyra, you are just making me smile. I am just grinning over here and I have goosebumps. I feel like I could go through something really important today. <laughs> I, I know why you're a coach and I know why you're so successful. And I really hope that that came across today to somebody who really needed to hear it. And I you know, for, for you, you've, you have got the, the golden ticket. And I, I mean, you make it look easy. I know it's not. It's a daily practice. But like you said, it's incremental. You start with a little success and then you start feeling full. And then you fill yourself up so much that you can fill other people up. But I really want people who heard this and were excited and thought, oh, maybe, maybe I could do it. I want them to be able to find you. Can you tell us how they can find you and if they wanted to follow up and maybe just do a session with you or, or, or you know, a course with you or listen to one of your podcasts that will keep them moving? Can you tell us how to find you?
1: Yes, I, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. Um, I'm right here in South Vegas. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do welcome people to inbox me if they uh, feel the need that they have to reach out to me. And um, I also have um, a nonprofit organization, Issues of Life Incorporated. is right here on Starkville. And uh, you can go to the website, issuesoflife.me, as well as the Facebook page. It's the same, Issues of Life, We're Working on some new things for 2021. So feel free to uh, reach out to us for whatever needs that you may have as far as the, your issues of life, because you do not have to go into 2021 the same way that you are today, right here in 2020. I and mean, it's, it's up to you. It begins with you.
0: I love that. And I uh, also want you to email me that and I'll put it in the show notes on this page okay. on the website. Are you working on a book right now?
1: Yes, I am writing uh book uh book two to the first book because it you know it was supposed to be a series but I'm going to make it just two books, uh, because, uh, you know just like I said I'm am t- I'm one of those that had to tap into my own gifts so I I have always wanted to be a romance novelist I want to write like Nicholas Sparks mm-hmm. so but I never told nobody I never spoke it out because I always thought that I wasn't good enough to do that you know, who wants to see, you know, black people being romantic on TV, but th- those kind of thoughts I was having in my head, but it-, it wasn't true. Those were false beliefs. I had to tear them down, so now um, I'm going to finish up this book, too, and then I'm going to step out onto, onto what I really wanted to do, what type of writer I wanted to be, so um, that's a scary thing, but I'm going to do it with the baby steps. <laughs>
0: Well, that's right. And it is, it is, that's what most people, they want to jump from zero to success. And that is not how it happens. I mean, I, I put out, you know, oh, so much writing, so many blogs before anybody read. I had like five readers and they were like, one of them was my mom. You know, you don't start with success. You start with baby steps. And then if you keep working it, though, keep working it, it happens. And believe me, I will read your romance book because you read one of the best scenes I've ever heard at that writer's retreat. So I will be looking forward to that. (laughs) So please send me your information and I'll post it. And you guys don't hesitate. Reach out to Tyra. She is she she does uh, one-on-one counseling. She does a lot of courses online. She does all kinds of things. And she's willing to be that person who will tell you honestly what she thinks your, ne- your next steps are. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule for being with us.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Allison. It's so good to, to be out here and to hear you and just... You know, um, socialize with you. It was awesome. I had an awesome time. Thank you again.
0: Well, I'm one of your biggest fans, so you won't be seeing the last of me. If you learned something today, please share this episode with someone who needs to hear it and visit us on the website at www.apracticalidealist.com. <laughs>